This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to the second hour of In the Locker Room, Wolf Starks and the Ninjas. You know, uh, it's going to be a big game. Big game coming up. Ooh, what a big game. You know, you think about if you're Montrevious Adams, one of these guys that uh, you just got picked up, you're given an opportunity now maybe to be a contributor. Carlos Davis, what about that? You know, I mean, that could be a situation where you got Carlos. Carlos, are you going to take advantage of this? You know, I mean, I don't know. I, these, To me, this whole week is all about taking advantage of the opportunity that some of these guys have to uh, have it right in front of them, and I, we'll see if they can handle it. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the opportunity that you've been waiting for. You know, what what bigger stage? I get to go make my debut and play this season against the top team in the AFC. Like, if you're a competitor, that's what I want. This is it. Don't give me don't give me the JV warm up. I want I want to take on the varsity. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, get, get, give me the best so I can I know where I stand. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, somebody else who's varsity. We got the great Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider checking in with us. Wex, how are you doing? And is it time? And it is time, I believe, for the one percent effect. What do you think? I don't know. Oh, I like that. You know, hey, Wolf, I have to compliment you. While all the other ex Steelers are screaming at the team oh. and their hearts. Yeah. You said it's about the Jimmys and the Joes, man. You it know, is. Who's who's Rocky running behind at center when he plays? <laughs> so, did he scream at the 69 team that they had no heart? And what did Joe Green, a rookie, think about that? Yeah. Like, what does Cam Hayward think of when someone says we have no heart? Yeah. You know, I... Well, it's the Jimmys and the Joes. It's exactly. No question about it. You know? Uh, it's as I said, you know, and and I wrote this article for Jim and and, and Steel City Insider, and it really Coach Knoll was really all about the fact that look at you know you have this opportunity and it's you either come through or you know you're not going to be part of that. And if everybody would get one percent better, just one percent better, you can have a cumulative effect of then it was forty guys, forty percent increase in productivity. And what a great statement because. When you do those things, you can turn around quickly, as we did back in 89. It was a quick turnaround after two horrendous games, two horrendous losses. Well, yes, I, I agree with that 40%. And what you get there, too, like Henry Mondo, you know, he'll give you 2%. And then Devin, he, he can easily give you 5%. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to get more than 40% is what I'm saying. Right. When everybody tries to give 1%. No question about it. But it, the, the point well, I really wanted to make was, wolf. what's that? It, it's, it's still Wolf. The point I really wanted to make was that the talent level's low. Now, if you want to oh, scream yeah. at the people putting the talent in place or why they have no lines on either side of the ball, okay, um, that's fair. Um, but And then they'll say, hey, I've been drafting 22nd for 100 years now. It's Ben's fault. Ben's the one that keeps us 8-8 eight eight every year. <laughs> Ben keeps us from getting the Joe Burrows and Jamar Chases and Joe Mixons and the Jonah Williams and the Logan Wilson and the T. Higgins. I mean, come on. you got to lose for four or five years to get real talent, and that's what the 70 Steelers had. 
Well, and, and, and that's the thing. I think, you know, people kind of overlook that, right? It, it's the gift and the curse. It's like we've never been bad enough that we've drafted that high. But, <laughs> and, and you, you know, we had three Super Bowl appearances while Ben's been here. You know what I'm saying? Darn, uh, darn us and our, and, and, and our success. <laughs> Why do we have to be successful and go to these AFC championship games and Super Bowl appearances since you've been here you know, why are you doing this to us, Ben? Why are you giving us success? You know, and I think that's <laughs> well, kind of one of the things that, you know, because there's other gyms to be found. How many guys have we seen that have been overlooked that have productive careers, you know, or opportunities where guys go, hello, DK Metcalf. He went in what round? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's still some gyms out there. There's yeah. still some talented guys you can get in later rounds. Hello, Wolf and I. We weren't first-round picks, and I think we did okay. Um, you know, so I think that, that that's one of the things that we look at, and we and I guess, you know, the, the normal Steeler fans are like, oh, well, we didn't get, we didn't get the, the creme de la creme. Well, there's still a lot of cream left. <laughs> there's still a lot of cream in that draft that gets overlooked. Hello, Tom Brady. Did anybody think okay. that a six-round draft pick was going to be, you know, in the league and reset the record books at the quarterback position and how it's played? But, Max, your odds are significantly lower of finding – I mean, when they drafted Isaiah Bugs sixth round, I thought, hey, you know, that guy flashed yeah. a lot in the national championship game. I like this pick. And now he's inactive, replaced by Henry Mondo. And Henry Mondo got pushed all over the joint, and Henry Mondo got a huge heart. No but question. now who do you play there? Isaiah Loudermilk, your fifth-round pick. So does he have it? I don't know. It's just not that easy. You really do need to replenish a talent from a, a dynasty like you were in, Max. That was a dynasty, uh, you know, not New England or Steel Curtain size, but it was a long run where you become loyal to those players. You maybe keep them a year or two too long. You max out your cap. You don't bring in free agents. And then all of a sudden they're gone, and the quarterback's still there, and he's keeping you from drafting the Jamar Chases of the world. I don't. I know you can find DK Metcalf, and I agree to that point. And I'm not absolving the, the the team totally, but man, they're both of their lines are wiped out. I, I don't know. It's a matter of heart. No, I yeah. don't think it's it, it's a matter. Of, look, um, you, you're talking about Stefan Tuitt. Nobody knew about the injury. Nobody could foresee the devastating loss of a family member. You know, Carlos Davis gets hurt. Um, you, you know, you just, uh, you, you're constantly having, well, look at TJ Watt. TJ Watt has missed two games and, and parts of two others. I mean, th these are things that you can't schedule for. You can't plan for. Um, it's almost like that commercial where, you know, the tire calls the, the, the lady driving the car and saying, oh, we're going to have a blowout tomorrow at 2 a.m., you know, or whatever, you know, in the afternoon. I mean, it's like you, you cannot foresee the problems all totally uh, as far as injuries and such, and it's just that's been a problem this year. Uh, to Max's point, yes, uh, I do agree that we can't absolve them all, and there are other players to be had. And I, you know, and Mike Tomlin has his fingerprints all over the draft as well, and some of these his picks have not come turned out. And that, I, but I think the the talent level is more at in question here than the heart and the coaching. I, I know the coaching is getting a lot of blame too. I think, I think more, if you want to blast Tomlin, uh, you know what you passed on some really good players 
you know, Darius Leonard, for you passed on him. If you didn't want Lamar Jackson, you have Terrell Edmonds now. And Devin, you moved up for him, and what's he doing? I, and uh, Tewitt's not playing at all, and DeCastro retired young, and Marquise even kind of retired young. Ah, so, man, it's just uh, two lines need totally rebuilt. I don't know that that can be overcome during the season. Well, I, I don't know. I Personally, I, I think it can be. You know, uh, again, they've already posted five wins, and you can say whatever the level of caliber of the opponents that they beat in those five wins, but they've still posted five wins. Now, these last two losses are just horrendous. There's no question about it. But I don't believe it's a matter of, of heart. I think it's just like I said. It's the Jimmys and the Joes. But, again, you know, when you start to play, you got Derek Tuska. Uh, you've got um, uh, that Taco guy's Charles. built like a safety wolf. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You're down. You're down to people, like but you're I down to know. people that that didn't stick with. They didn't come out of training camp on the roster. You know, what I mean. Yeah. But this is what's happening: is you've got to bring these people in, and it's unfortunate. It's unforeseen circumstances that arise in every season. Every season is a different journey, and when you think you've got a great defensive line, for instance, with Cam Hayward, with Derek, uh, with T.J. Watt, with uh, Stephon Tuitt, and uh, with Alex Highsmith, and all of a sudden you turn around and you're losing people and the contributors that were so significant, uh, it makes it a real dilemma, and you it's. It will take extreme coaching fortitude to keep this season from going right into the turlet, like back in uh, you know 1988 when we were one and seven uh, in '88, and Chuck kept that second half of the season we went four and four, and that was all because Chuck kept things going forward. He kept everybody together. That's the only yeah. thing I can say. You know, I mean, well, you've got you to know, have hope. To the five wins. To the five wins. Well, you have to have hope. <laughs> <laughs> I always have hope, brother. I can't help myself. I know. I'm on the more optimistic side, too. Um, and, and But the five wins, I'll put that on a quality coach and a quality quarterback. And, yeah. you know, when the quarterback's done, then can they finally go 2-14? and 14? I don't think this town will allow it. But that got the Bengals, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, and Logan Wilson in one draft. So that that's... Yeah. That's how great greatness is found. Well, but also, I mean, we, we look on the flip side. How many times has Jacksonville drafted high? How many times has the New York Jets <laughs> drafted high? And they still haven't gotten it right. You know, and so, I mean, you, so it, 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 it's, a, it's a tough one. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Me, 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 me in my eyes, I'm, I blame my eyes on this one, Jim. Um, but I, I, I think that, you know, that's where you talk about talent meets coaching and coaching meets talent you know what your talent is right there's no surprise there but now it comes to schematics to put the best of their abilities on the field and in the best combination you know that's where it takes a little bit extra extra thought a little bit extra planning a little bit extra film watching to create a plan that allows these guys for whatever warts they have or deficiencies they have to try and mask that and try and put it together to get a semblance of something on the field. Because, listen, you know, I don't care what the talent is. Um, blocking guys up front and, and actually uh, asserting the point on a run game is a very simple one. You know, and I think they just they, – they have not done it, and they need to do a better job of creating that opportunity to make it a, a reality. I think that's where some of the stuff is schematics. You know, if you know that you have a guy who's kind of tentative – or he's not getting to 
switch to that, you know, the 4-3. That, that's Mike's DNA, right? He's, he's a 4-3 base guy right. that was stuck with the 3-4. When he came here, he had to take it because we had a Hall of Fame coach there that was having that defense perform at a high level. You take grace. But now we're far removed from that. So now it's like, okay, if we need to institute the 4-3 personnel because that's what our personnel resembles better, then we got to make that kind of cultural shift um, because most of your stuff's in sub anyways. It's all nickel four, da- four down anyways for the most part. And then you get big, and then you can go to your four, four dimensions to get into um, to get into your short yardage extra lineman stuff. But I think that's the other thing is that you have to be able to break your norms. Say, hey, you know what? I'm breaking my norms. I'm going to go back to my DNA. Because as Mike Tomlin has said, you know, right, you know, the defense is his thing. I think now you do have to step in to Keith Butler and say, hey, Keith, listen, I'm not trying, trying to tell you how to do your job, but here's what I need done from your job. You know, you have to kind of, <laughs> and, you're going to have to put Keith's that in say, there. He, Keith's going to say, here's what I need done from your job. Get me some players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, but they've I, drafted, I think, they got nine first rounders sitting over there. <laughs> they got nine of them. So, I, I, I mean, he's, play, you know, he's up, put, he's put high injured? talent. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, you're right. well, Joe, they're, they're highs. They're all 29th picks of the first round. And, I mean, if they were drafting exactly. offense, they didn't have to because their O-line was young and fine, and now it's not. <laughs> and they yeah, now, now, now it's young and new. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. But um, um, uh, 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 where was I going? Where was I going? Okay. Well, let me let me flip the switch here because I wanted to ask you too because um, Mike Tomlin came out very strongly in support of uh, Heinz Ward Hall of Fame. Heinz, of course, making it uh, to the semifinalist around around again. Um, I, I'm I'm such I I thought it was a great argument that he put forward uh, for Heinz, and I'm for Heinz absolutely as candidate. What do you think about Heinz going uh, possibly going to the Hall of Fame? Uh, it's going to be really hard after last year's spectacle. I, I, it's going to be really hard. I, I would vote for him, but um, you know he is. That's a numbers position, man, and he's got yeah. all kind of intangibles with him. But it's also he carries the albatross of the Steelers sending forty-two guys in last year, and everybody <laughs> thinking that's enough. <laughs> that's a that's well, a I'm, tough argument, isn't it? I'm kind of interested in someday Hines coming to coach here. And, you know, they, yep. they require their coaches to get at least a year experience at a college. Like they made Joey Porter go and he was a defensive ends assistant or something at Colorado state, but he put the time in and now Hines is at, I think it's like FAU. Jacksonville state. No, he, FAU, no he's at FAU. He's at FAU. Yeah. With, with Willie Taggart. Okay. So, this could be, and, and that, that interests me about Hines. Uh, mm. I, I can't control that Hall of Fame vote. And, you know, I just think that things are against him. Um, and, um, you know, James Harrison is another guy there at that level, close to Hines. Right. Hines has 1,000 catches. Hines has 1,000 catches, an MVP Super Bowl ring, um, uh, revolutionized the game, made some rule changes yes. because of him. <laughs> I think you're making a great argument. Yeah. yeah, you you you've made your argument. Just just you know, just bottle that and just take it to the room. That's it. And then just b- bully a couple of reporters <laughs> like Hines did. Just just stalk them like in the run game. You know what I'm saying? Just walk around them like, hey, hey, your head better be on a swivel. I want to see that. I want to see that pin market marking for Hines Ward. Just saying. <laughs> I, I love the story of uh, 
there was a Jets had a safety. I forget his name in the early uh, part of the century. And his girlfriend came up behind his girlfriend and said, hey, tell your, tell your husband, leave my husband alone. <laughs> and uh, it started a big brawl, and it became very famous with the players. Max, you may know something about it. It's with the Jets. I wish I could remember his name. Yeah. Green. Mr. Green. Yeah, Vic, Vic Green, which funny enough, Vic's actually one of my friends, too. So <laughs> one of my golfing buddies. And yes, yes, that was a famous moment where you're like, you're like, man, the fact that you that, that you got the ladies talking about it and, the, and they're catching feelers about it is like, you know, you know, it's bad. Um, but, I, but I think but that also goes to the mystique, right? Like when you're talking about guys who are standing up there at the Hall of Fame, you know, I wish that you didn't have to put. The, the 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 title next to it right the team organization next to it and you let the player stand alone like you look at him as just player x what did he do right i almost wish you could do it anonymously give the stats and give it and then vote on that because guaranteed i mean listen we have a successful franchise a storied franchise that has six super bowl championships that has been at the pinnacle because we've had guys like that and so those guys deserve it when you change the game You've gotten an MVP. There's only 55 of them handed out for Super Bowls, right? And a lot of those are multiples. Tom Brady's got like half of them. You know, that's a ver- that, that's rarefied air to be in in and of itself. That says that at the biggest stage, at the biggest moment, when the world was watching you, you were the best. How do you not well have a bronze bust because of that? I mean, that, 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 that's always my argument. And we're like, ah, oh, there's too many Steelers. Well, sorry, we've got a lot of great guys. And we, we've got the hardware to prove it. You know, we and, yes, you know, yes, it, there is bronze there, but we have silver. <laughs> and very, but very interesting characters and unique for the development of the game. Hines is is all of that. He's so interesting. And this organization, I mean, Denver cries about not having any guys, and I'm sure they have to have a lot of great players. But man, just I, I can't think of any. Anybody character, Randy Gratishar, it just doesn't do it for me. No, no. And stuff like no. that. But these characters belong in. Well, yeah. before you ask me to leave, can I throw a couple other things in oh, there? Oh, please, today? please throw them yeah, in. Please right. do. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I, think, I think this past game revealed that the Steelers' biggest need up there with quarterback is defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. And because Cam is getting old, and you should prepare, even if Tua comes back or not. And so – I think that I always thought that maybe uh, they would replace the uh, go with a guard to play right guard next year, a big first round guy you can build around, a, a, a big strong man in locker. Well, maybe that should be the D line, and wouldn't it be something if they pass on the record-setting pit quarterback for this defensive tackle, and they could say. Yes, that happened in '83. I was going to say that sounds awfully yeah, familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but. But um, um, 83, Chuck, uh, the point, the explanation was we did it with a defensive tackle first and a quarterback second, and that's what we're going to start over with and do it again. And I think that is a great explanation for this coming draft as well. I think a big, strong defensive tackle, maybe a pick 12 something because they might finish 5-11-1. and and Don't kill me. No. But uh, – But – but, they, but you're killing my hope. Don't do that. 
Well, I'm, no, I'm trying to fulfill it the other way with a defensive tackle like Joe Green just started all over. It could well happen, my okay, friend. Anyway, that could all be so ironic with the Dan Marino thing coming up again. And the other thing on Facebook, I saw a Neil Young advertised for an interview that said, what is Barn? The Barn interview. <laughs> and so I, he's got a new album called uh, uh, More Barn coming out in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, oh, that's... I, I, I know i know this is one of your favorite stories wolf and it i is. had to look it up to get it straight b- before we leave and and we all go buy more barn or the polamalu book for christmas bread <laughs> well hit us with it you got the barn right. story hit it real quick yeah. here neil had graham nash over to listen to harvest he just wrote harvest early 70s great album and this is a, 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 on neil's ranch and he has a lake and Neil said, but let's, let's go out in the lake and listen to it. And uh, Graham's going, man, I, I thought he had a little cassette tape, and I was going to listen to it on headphones out in the middle of the lake. But, but Neil says, no. So, okay, turn it on, he yells in. And uh, the, the house was the left speaker, and the barn <laughs> was the right speaker. <laughs> and the producer comes to the shore of the lake and yells out to the two in the boat, how's that? And Neil yells, more barn. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Okay. Only Neil That's Young could do that. Well, thank you so much, Wex. As always, entertaining. I appreciate you. As always, informative. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, All right. That's Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. And that was the barn story, which I absolutely love. More barn. All right. We'll be back with more barn after this. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the Locker Room. And we've been having a great time this morning. Glad you can join us. Come along, go for the ride, have a little bit of fun here. And one of the things that we love talking about is, um, you know, just the game coming up, how important this is. And uh, the fact is, there's going to be some unique aspects to this because there's something about the Baltimore Ravens that just make you want to just go, I don't know, I'd, I'd like to punch them right in the mouth. I mean, I'm just saying, okay? I mean, it's just, it comes out in you. It's in your DNA. You can't help it. Well, it, it, to, to quote uh, another great movie, as you know, I love to quote great movies. Right. Um, Step Brothers, Will Ferrell, <laughs> John C. Riley, great film. <laughs> Something about your face just makes me want to. That's true. That's a good quote. You have a very punchable face, you know, and that that's that's how that's how I've always felt about the Ravens. I mean, you know, I'm not going to hide that one. Um, Think about it. You were in the hay. uh, The I mean, the the greatest part of that rivalry. I mean, uh, you know, Haloti Nada and. All those guys Terrell back then, Suggs, Terrell Ray Suggs, Lewis, Ray Lewis, Ed my goodness. Reed, I mean, Bart Scott. Bart Scott yes, was, was, was right. a Raven at one point. That's right. You know, often forgotten about. But, yeah, no, I mean, we had – there were there were some, some epic battles um, that we had. And, I mean, and it was must-see TV. You know, we, we looked forward to it. We knew it was going to be more often than not a night game at least once. And – it was it was that game you looked forward to and you dreaded at the same time because a you knew it was it was you're going mano y mano best on best right tough on tough 
who was tougher of the two, and then you knew you were you, your body was gonna was gonna hate it the next week. You were going to be smarting from injuries. You're gonna find bruises on a Wednesday. Game was on a Sunday. You're like, whoa, what was it? Why is my hip? Oh, that's right, that was yeah. Ravens game. <laughs> Ravens game. You know you. And, and and that's one of the th- the intensity, and that's what made that rivalry so good. Was that it was just old fashioned hate, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I didn't like you, you don't like me. We don't hang out, we don't kick it in the off season. Right? No, we're not. But I'm not doing a jersey exchange after the game with you. No, I don't like you. It's like if you're on fire, I'm not even taking a whiz on you. Okay, <laughs> you know, I'm going to find the nearest kerosene. Or so, or, or at least ninety three. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you eighty seven unleaded. I'm going to give you the premium. I want to make sure the burn is good. You know what I'm saying? That's how you felt going into that game, and that and that that's and it meant something. That that's when you talk about like college. Why college has such a fervor? It's because of the rivalries. Yes. Right. It's because of you want to see the West Virginia pits. Right. For me, it was Florida Georgia, Florida Florida State, Auburn Alabama. You want to see those. Just games where I don't like you. We are neighbors, but we are thousands of miles apart on on game day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I miss about it. And I hope we can get some of that luster on Sunday because that's that's what makes this so great, especially for the AFC North. That's one of your that's one of the signature games I feel in all of all of the NFL, but especially in the AFC North race. No question about it, and I, that's why I'm so excited for this game to come. I mean, I don't know that some people seem to be a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a funk about it, but I'm like, this is opportunity time, man. This is that that chance, especially if I'm a Derek Tuska, if I'm a Taco Charlton, if I'm Henry Mondu, if I'm winning one of these guys that that has suddenly found a a position on a team that I can get out there and be a part of the forward process of winning games man that's that's like unbelievable again i go back to buddy johnson if i'm buddy johnson hey hey butts here i am give me a helmet baby you know ug3 oh man let me let me get out there on the uh you know if you need some linebacker reps let me let me get some snaps in there i can do it listen hey in the early on uh mike tomlin had had t-shirts that he put out i don't know if it was like our first or second year with with coach t and it said use me yeah. It was a big shirt with a big banner on it. It was a white T-shirt with a big black and yellow sign on it that said, use me. I would wear it every game. In pregame warm-ups, I wore it underneath my pads. Use me, coach. <laughs> use me. I will play wherever and do whatever. Heck, Wolf, at one point, I was on goal line defense and, and field goal block. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, as an offensive lineman, that normally doesn't happen, right? You usually take the defensive lineman, you make him a fullback or an extra tight end. You bring the defensive guys to offer uh, to offense, but you never red rover the guys over to defense. And I got to do that, and I was like, "Yes, what? However, I can help. If it's going to make a difference, give me that shot." And that's the type of mentality you have to have going into this. Is hey, I need to get in here. I need to make a difference. I know that my effort will make the difference in a game one day. No question. And and it did. I blocked Jay Feely's field goal in that Miami game. That was so That's horrible. right. That That's right. I forgot about that. Nobody wants to, I, I have it hanging on my wall over here, and I keep asking Jay Feely to sign it because Jay's one of my buddies. He won't sign it. Oh, it, how, that's how wrong. How rude is that? How rude is that? That's just, that's it, it, just this rude. This is a moment for me, and you won't adhere to it. Just like Erlacher won't sign 
uh, uh, Jerome Bettis photo of him trucking him in the end zone. I get it. Well, maybe. Okay, that one I get. You know, when you're a kicker, I mean, come on. At least I'm asking for your autograph. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least I asked. Yeah. Now, we don't have to say what is going on, but I asked. I asked for it. (laughs) Well, you know, being – yeah. You're not going to – okay, Urlacher – uh, I'm bussy. Yeah, that's definitely that's probably a bozo no no. You're not going to get that. Is it semi sacrilegious? Absolutely. But you know, at the same time, hey, hey, he wants my autograph. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. You know, but it, it, but it's also something that's fun. It, it's cannon fodder where you can you know Jones. Which I think that also adds to the mystique of it, right? It, it's Jones and with your buddies, right? Because you know, like I said, Jay and I are good buddies. We we go on the radio. We do we do stuff out here in the valley together. And I'm like Jay, come on, come on, man. It's Time poor sportsmanship on Statute his part. Statute of limitation is over. That's Nobody right. Remembers that it will only live in my office and everybody I bring into my office after that to see said picture autographed by you. But other than that, nobody will see it. Now, by the way, I have to. You know, have you ever seen my Hall of Fame picture? Well, it's not no, really I'm mine. Not. Uh, it's you know the the Hall of Fame pictures down on you know on the south side. In the offices, yeah. if you look at Franco's, oh. it's not really mine. It's Franco's, right? But if you look in the lower right corner, that's my leg sticking in there. <laughs> but listen, listen. I take any and all credit, like like for Willie's Super Bowl run. Uh-huh. I'm like, look at look at me in the background. That's my butt cheek because I was turned sideways. That's my. I know you tried to cut me out of it. I'm still there. I'm still there. Too much to cut out the frame. That's my cheek and my and my heel. I'm taking it. Beautiful. All right, we'll be back with more after this. Remember, that was Max's butt cheek in the picture. That's right. When you're looking at Willie Parker's great run, just think think Max's cheek. That was the right cheek, not the left one. We'll be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, it's been a lively locker room today, starting off with pool tables and dining rooms and couches and can you sleep in an L shape and maneuvered all over the place. And we never talked about Oak Island either. Oh, we, we did. never got to Oak Island. Save it for tomorrow. We did not. Save it for okay, tomorrow because for tomorrow. we got we got phone calls we got to get in. But Oak Island was yes. last night, and I hope people are watching it. It's getting exciting. You don't know what can happen here, man. No, no, no. I mean, it it is is some good stuff. Now, now we have a brand new uh, part of history that we're that we're exploring. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, how how else is that? That's just so crazy. <laughs> but anywho, I digress. Let's get to the callers. Let's All get right. To the callers. And so he says, and so it shall be. Let's go to the phone. We got Devin from Denver. Devin, you're in the locker room. Uh, good morning, fellas. Don't always call, but I'm always listening. Uh, I want to do a little cleanup first. Uh, before the last, or right after our first game against Cincinnati, there was a lot of talk about Mike Hilton, who um, I was a big fan of Mike Hilton. I wish we would signed him. And for a fact, in the Raider game, when 35 missed the, Q, uh, missed the blitz on the QB in the Raider game, and of course in the two Cincinnati games, 35 has not been playing up to snuff compared to what Mike Hilton would have done if we had re-signed Mike Hilton. So I, I am a fan of Mike Hilton. It just sucks that he beat us. He helped beat us. Um, moving forward, I mean, today, you know, today is the best of the West day. Um, I'm looking positive that the sun is out, and I'm hoping that we can get these W's to get us into the playoffs over the next, you know, the, over the remaining games. 
I'm still confident the team, the team can win. I'm still confident in Ben because when all the pundits are trying to criticize Ben and saying he doesn't have it anymore, that pass that he threw to our uh, new number one tight end, yep. only he could have made that play on the team. That was a fantastic throw. It the was. very first interception was a miscommunication, and the second interception I didn't like. But like I said, when you've got an offensive line that may not be up, you know, up to pass protection protocols to, to, to win the football game, he, he, he made a mistake. Okay, so yeah, so one of the interceptions was a mistake, and one of them was a miscommunication. Ben is still playing good ball. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what people naturally are seeing, but I watch every game, and Ben is still playing. He's playing better, a lot better than Peyton Manning did when he won a Super Bowl with a defense carried him when they won that Super Bowl five, six years ago. So for for people to just advance out there that Ben doesn't have it, it's just it's just not true. So I'm hoping that the, the team gets these these W's starting with Baltimore. And we, we, we take it from there, go on that run, similar to, you know, the Bettis, you know, Bettis uh, running over the gentleman from Chicago. Erlacher, yep. And, and, yeah, and, and we get on one of these runs and we get to the playoffs. You cannot win the Super Bowl unless you make the playoffs. All we got to do is make the playoffs because you, you're not going to tell me that we get five, five or four or five wins, we make the playoffs. We will be the scariest team. No one's going to want to play us. All right, have a good day, gentlemen. Thank you, Devin. I like that. And by the way, you know, when you're talking about Ben, you're preaching to the choir here. You know, I don't know. You know, people that want to, you know, prematurely bury him for crying out loud. The guy, as I always say, I played in Bradshaw's last game in 83, and I was on the sidelines when Ben made his first start in 2004. There was a lot of quarterbacks that put on uh, the quarterback jersey numbers in between Terry and Ben. You know, you got a franchise quarterback, you got a future Hall of Famer. Ring every game out of him out of him that you can. That's for sure. All right, let's move on to CR in Chicago. CR and Juan. How you guys doing today? Chicago and Well in the Carolina Connection. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Just wanna give you some updates on what's going on. Uh we had uh, five calls yesterday, ten calls this week, hundred and ninety seven calls this season. Uh shout out to um Turkish George, Bishop, and also to you, Devin. It's been a long time since we heard from you, brother. Juan? Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, today is win Wednesday. Did you guys win? <laughs> you know, we actually forgot, yeah. and we just talked about it. And we're going, do you think they're yeah. going to bring it up? Oh, curses, Juan. You, you brought it up. Sorry, we forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, I'm still in mourning Wednesday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What else you guys got? Right. Okay, guys. So, got a stat for you. Okay. Three, um, three straight games. Last three games, we have for the first time since 1983, 150 yards of rushing against the defense. And also, with the way the defense going against the run right now, we will have the highest carries, point carry yards. 4.82 against 4.71 since 1954. What you guys got to say about that? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, what can you say? I mean, over a three-game span. It is what it is. Yeah, over a <laughs> yeah. three-game span, uh, we're talking about 586 yards of rushing. I mean, just three games. You know, this is – it's there is definitely – you got some issues here, and they've got to work them out. And I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, Mike – alluded to the fact that there are going to be some subtle changes uh, and possible, you know, significant changes. Who knows? Um, we'll see. Uh, but 
certainly I got to tell you that uh, it's been disappointing, and there's not one guy in that locker room, if you go down there on the south side and ask him, who has not been disappointed over the play over the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's, then also, it's yeah, I was watching the replay of the game, too, and also with Highsmith, if he made that interception, he, I think he was looking at the green because no one was in front of him, so he could have just, just intercepted the ball and then just worry about that later. And then with the Minka pick before halftime, who knows if we would have done something with that. That could have been a different ball game because we would got the ball back in the third quarter. So, yeah, so hopefully the guys – Tighten it up because this is a big one. This is the thing, the thing that's going to be a must win. RCR, go ahead. Hey, uh, hey uh, Matt, I just want you to know I just sent a uh, sent a picture to your uh, Twitter account with uh, you in the background behind uh, Willie Parker <laughs> on the longest TV run of Super Bowl history. And it's not just your butt. It's all of you. I mean, when I say all okay, of you, there I mean we go. all of you. <laughs> there it is. A lot of man, lot, a lot of man going, going, going in the background, and, and that was desperation. That was a de- that's what desperation looked like. It was like, oh my god, I got to get up here. There's nobody left. I got to make this play. And so yeah. I appreciate you finding the full screenshot of that because I've always seen the cutoff ones, and I'm like, that's my cheek. And then it's like Aaron, like um, Allen, Allen's taking one knee and looking down the field, like look. So we always get Allen in there. Right, but I hey, well, all of a sudden, I, 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 for some size, always get cut out. <laughs> I got you, brother. I, I got you back. Hey guys, I got some important stuff. I really need to get into it. Um, okay, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers football team is likened to a fine-tuned, high-performance racing engine. During the off-season, we always tear the engine down, uh, completely down, and rebuild it. Uh, we lay the parts out on the bench and using precision calibrated tools. Uh, the team coaches, the individual and game staff. We measure each part to determine its wear and tear under the previous season's stress. Sometimes we need only to replace the injectors. Other times maybe the blower or a timing chain. The pistons are good, but maybe we need piston rings. Uh, having a contract with the NFL parts store, which is the, the, the yearly draft, uh, we automatically receive brand-new parts, but they're not calibrated parts. Uh, we also can go to the Napa parts store, to get refurbished parts, which is um, a trade and, and free agents. Uh, in the beginning of the 2020 season, we revved our engine to the point of an 11-0 run, damaging our engine and failed to rebuild it properly and correctly. Uh, since, um, since 2020, uh, we have uh, uh, 17 games, 16 regular season games, and one uh, playoff game. Uh, we are um, Our record right now, is one tie, six wins, and ten losses since that time, man. Comments. Well, I don't know where to begin. You know, you 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 got you're all over the place with calibrated and engines and everything else, buddy. <laughs> when you start well, I, I mean, when you start getting Napa, uh, you know Napa know-how into this, then we got issues. Okay. <laughs> The point hey, is, hey, I, I was digging it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, All right, well, then well, you you answer it, Max. No, I I think that's kind of goes to what Jim Wexel said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as you know, because you've been so high in the draft, you haven't been able to quote unquote properly restock and put the parts in place to where you can swap them out easily instead of having to do a mail order right in free agency. Or you got to wait for it because it's on back order. Uh, you got to wait till next year. <laughs> and like you said, the parts store doesn't have it. I think that's kind of what the Steelers' conundrum's been. But 
there's also, you know, as I pointed out with Jim, there's still value, and but it's also kind of having to take that critical eye to it and say, yes, it's not time, but we need to make sure. Bill Belichick, right? I'd, ra- I'd rather get, a- get rid of you one year too early than one year too late. You know, and that's how he kind of took that type of approach. So when we're drafting for needs, you also have to think about drafting for depth. And that depth was good. We just had whole sweeping changes. You know, we got cleaned out on holiday rush. It was Black Friday, and everybody bought up the parts before we could replenish. And now we're sitting there with people mad, banging at the doors, check, camping out two, three days ahead of time because there might be a shipment for one item. You guys are you know confusing the so heck out of me at. now. Hey, it's great. CR gets it, though. CR yeah, gets he it. Did. He did. He did. Hey, Max, I used to, uh, when I worked for the Department of Army, I was a, a diesel engine. I used to rebuild diesel engines. I rebuild there engines. you go. That's what it's about. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but the bottom line, guys, is that uh, we can keep putting parts in this engine or we can just tear this in, or we can get us a brand-new engine. That's what we need. We need a brand-new engine that's been calibrated, dyno-tuned, and right now our engine is gone, man. It's, it's not. And no, it's, it's not. No, it's not. It's right. got some issues, right. got some I'm, problems, but this can still be part, overcome. The, the issues and the parts that you're talking about are the parts within the engine. We don't have precision parts right now, and you can't compete with people who are – got better running engines. Our engine is not running. I've been a Steeler fan, man, since 1973. That's 48 years. I'm always going to be a Steeler fan, but i got to look reality in the face and deal with it. Well, I'm looking reality in the face, and I deal with it too. And I, I will tell you this, Kevin Colbert has done a unbelievable job drafting near the bottom of the first round time after time after time after time. Look, you know, you come in, they've still had 14 successful seasons in a row here, and right now this is as much troubled water as we've seen in a while, but I believe that these guys can right the ship. Yeah, you're going to have to break some of the engine down to use your quotes, and I, I don't understand a thing about engines, but other than how to put the key in to start them, okay, that's all. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but the fact is that I think that this can be rebuilt, and they're going to have to add certain parts, and that's the way it is. But we got to go, fellas. All right. Uh, uh, in the meantime, and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Woo woo woo. Where's yeah, the woo woo? All right. We'll talk to you later. All right, Max. Thanks, guys. Less than a minute, buddy. Uh, it's been quite a ride today. We enjoy it. Uh, had a great time. And you, what are you doing the rest of the day? You got? I think you got a, a yeah. band concert to yeah. go to. My daughter's band performance. She's going to be playing right. the flute. Yeah, she's got a solo and three other songs she can perform with her bandmates. So I'm looking forward to that. I got your brother. Oh. Talk about Cardinals. Yes. I've got to go get a haircut because I leave tomorrow for the Pac-12 championship game, and I got a coaches meeting. So it's a fun-filled day here, Wolf. You want to switch places? You're looking like a shaggy bear, my friend. You know what I mean? I know. I, listen, <laughs> listen, you and my wife. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll let Tiffany know to send you a tip for that one. Put it, making me feel worse about it. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm going to get a haircut. I'm getting one. Good. Good. There you go. <laughs> like like I, I can really talk about it, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You 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 took the easy way out. You took comfort there. You just shaved it all off. That's it, man. Sheep shearing is the best way to do it. And Ron has that full quaff. I mean, he has the full quaff. It's perfectly, you know, creamed and and moosed uh, every day when I see him. So 
Exactly. All right, Max, have a great day. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we thank all the folks who tuned in. Appreciate you guys, all the callers, all the ninjas, everybody else that uh, has come aboard. We'll be back tomorrow with more fun and more who knows what. See you tomorrow. Oak Island. Oak Island. Curse of Oak Island. Yes. Oh, yes.